first coming attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie or digital media, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We'll take you behind the scenes, interview celebrities, and review new movies, TV shows, and digital releases. Now, here are your hosts from Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Catherine. Today, we'll be talking about introducing Jodea, Benjamin about Censor, and 12 Mighty Orphans. But first, we'll be congratulating Callista. She graduated high school, and we're so proud of her. So, Rani, you can take us off. Hey, Callista. How are you? I'm good. Well, I want to say, ever since I met you, of course, I've known your dad for 100 years, but you just have been such a spark, and you you bring so much to the table every time you do a review or an interview or you host the radio show. I hope you've had as much fun with us as, as we have had with you. I, I definitely have. I think... Um, because I do want to pursue a career in film. I definitely think this was an extremely helpful source to get sort of a better look at, you know, the behind the scenes sort of side of it with doing all the interviews. Um, of course, I am also just love talking about film. So the reviews were really fun. Um, I think it was a just a really good uh, opportunity to sort of get some better experience in this field. And plus I get to brag to my friends about all the celebrities I've met. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that wonderful? So where are you going to school and what are you studying? Um, I'm planning to go to Cal Lutheran University and I'm going to work in, uh, I'm going to major in film production and uh, creative writing, that kind of stuff. Okay, you're going to stay in touch with us and maybe do some things with us now and then. Mm-hmm. We have a whole group of, of, you know, Kids First alumni in college right now that we keep bringing in from time to time. What advice do you have to some of the other team members here? Um, I guess just sort of have fun with it because I think, um, you know, that's sort of like how I've always like, I guess like thought about this because I find uh, reviewing movies or even just like talking about movies and different and talking about the different aspects of film. I find that really fun. And I think, um, you know, having these engaging conversations on the podcast is a great outlet to sort of like talk about that. And I mean, I've already like known since I was like three that I wanted to work in film, but you know, maybe there's a specific, a career related to film that interests you like um, some of the more underrated aspects of film like costuming or makeup or editing um i found out recently that i actually really like to edit films so that might be something i also work on so i think because the 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 medium of film has so many different like parts that are necessary for for it all to come together and i think um you know, it might be worth it to sort of like look at some of those uh, choices and see if any of them interest you. I think that's excellent. But most importantly, this is such a celebration of you. I know your parents are so proud of you. Mm-hmm. And you've got a couple of scholarships, right? Yes, uh, I actually have three. Three? Yes. That's fantastic. I was just expecting one. It's like they had a Zoom meeting where they were like, okay, this is how we're going to announce all the scholarships. And then they announced one. And then me and my parents were like, oh, cool, I got a scholarship. And then they announced two more. And I was like, genuine. I was like surprised. I was like, okay, I was, I was not expecting those. I love it. Well, keep on going. Keep your grade point out. That's how you get those scholarships coming down the line. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say goodbye. Thank you, Calissa. Stay in touch. Don't be a stranger. Of course. And thank you, too, for allowing me to do this for so many years. It's been super fun. Mm -hmm, It has. Back to you, Catherine. 
All right. So you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about introducing Jodea, and we're talking about Censor with Benjamin and 12 Mighty Orphans with Ethan. And right now we are continuing to congratulate Callista. So Carly, uh, why don't you take us away? Hi, Callista. Congratulations on your graduation. I really enjoyed watching your videos and listening to hosting podcasts. And a question for you is, can you tell me one highlight of your time with Kids First? Oh, wow. I have to pick one. Okay. Well, <laughs> um, I honestly think so many, I, I, I know this is a bit cheating because I'm choosing like a vague idea instead of uh, a specific thing. But I honestly think like many of the interviews that I've done with the celebrities have been just so informative um, because I'm definitely, I was that, I was that kid who would like, read up on like the people working on the films like watch like behind the scenes stuff so I think actually getting a chance to like talk to the actors or the directors like like face to face um yeah and like actually yeah like actually like ask them about different aspects of the film that I find interesting like their inspirations or like fun moments from set like that was really really cool to me yes it's an amazing experience getting to know the actors and kind of what happens um, behind set. Mm -hmm. So I wish you lots of success and congratulations. Thank you. All right. Now, how about Ashley? Hi, Calista. Congratulations. Thank you. I just want to say that um, being a person who got into college and you mentioned that you got three scholarships girl keep going that was amazing i also have a question for you i'm a rising junior and i just want um to know if there's any tips that you personally have about the college process and about how you stuck with kids first and with your homework and things like that well um i definitely think in terms of homework um because of covid i didn't have to worry much about that so my so like that was kind of not the biggest worry at the time because my school did a thing where we only had two classes at a time and because i wasn't taking math that year i didn't have to worry about my classes um so that was fine but of course like that's not gonna be that way for the rest of the you know what I mean, but um, I definitely think college, uh, it, the application process was very, very long. Um, I applied to three different colleges at once. And most of I will be honest, I basically did uh, similar things for all of them. So definitely like keep records of what you write so you can like reference it for later. Um, and then also uh, for balancing that with kids first and homework. Um, I've never really had much of a problem with balancing it because I always like set aside time being like, okay, well, I don't have that much of an issue writing reviews. So I'll just like take a bit of a time to figure out what I want to type out. And then I'll just like write that. And then if I have homework, I'll, I'll usually do the homework first because I'm like, I don't want to also like, I don't want to fail. Um, so depending on what classes you have, I would say if you're, if you have a particularly hard class that you're worried about, I would, get that out of the way um or if um basically i would definitely say homework would take priority because that can take a long time from my personal experience then i would say you know focus on the reviews and like get that out of the way colleges that's probably going to be like a several month process or at the very least it was for me because that's took like all of october um so yeah oh. keep records of what keep records of what you write prioritize the stuff that's harder to do don't get overwhelmed <laughs> well thank you congratulations thank you all right let's go to benjamin hi calista uh um, it's been really fun i think yeah i think i've <laughs> been here the entire time you have so it's been really fun getting a chance to interact with you on the radio show you've always had just like a lot of your passion uh, <laughs> for a lot of things. Um, and I don't think you'll need it, but I wish you luck with whatever no. you have coming up. So uh, congratulations. Thank you. thank you, Benjamin. And it's it's been fun talking to you too. You're also very passionate. 
All right, let's go to Ethan. Hi, uh, first of all, I just want to say congratulations. I know this is a huge, big step for you going up to college. Um, mm -hmm. Now you can finally, you're going to look up to your career, and this is probably going to be one of the biggest days of your life. So congratulations. Um, I just wanted to say it's been really fun whenever we do reviews or interviews with you. Um, it's always like having a nice conversation with you, and I feel like I can actually connect with someone while talking with you. Um, and I just had a question for anyone who probably is joining Kids First. What do you think, like, how did this, what did this teach you in, or what did you learn from doing Kids First? Um, I definitely think I became better at sort of, like, articulating my feelings on film, because I've always had a lot of feelings on film, and I, uh, some, I guess I didn't really know how to express it. This gave me a very good outlet to express um, all of the emotions I felt because this is a subject I, I very, I hold very deeply to my heart. Um, if it was not obvious about everything about me. Um, so I think this gave like a really, really good, like opportunity to talk about that. And I think, um, for anyone new who is going to be joining in the next few years, definitely, I think this is a good way to build up confidence. It's a good way to uh, work on your writing skills. And, you know, it's a good, just talk about films. It's a good way to talk about cool films that you watch. All right. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. All right, let's go to Gianna. Um, hi, Calista. Hi. Congratulations. congratulations on your graduation. And I actually have a question for you. Mm-hmm. How do you think kids first help you prepare for your college studies? Well, I definitely think um, writing so many reviews and, like, working on, like, okay, well, what do I have to say about this film? Like, what can I say about this that makes it unique? Um, that sort of thing definitely, like, helped with... Um, because I've always been more of like a creative writer and like writing on unique stories. I'm not, I've never really been mm -hmm. much of an essay person. Um, <laughs> I honestly think this made it easier for me to write essays, um, like just in school in general. Um, so that definitely helped. And I also think um, making up uh, interview questions and sort of being like, what's an interesting topic that I can use to sort of like uh, discuss when it comes to this film specifically, because I like to make the interview questions personalized to the film uh, specifics. So I honestly think it, like, writing so much and trying to make uh, my reviews unique and trying to make my questions unique really did help with sort of, like, making, like, an, like a college essay and sort of, like, talking about myself and trying to... Because I was basically trying to advertise myself, so I think that helped. Well, that's great. Oh. Lastly, congratulations on the graduation. Thank you. And now to Micah. Hi, Calista. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, you must have worked really hard to um, go to uh, graduate, and it must have been so challenging at times, but it's amazing that you were able to pull through and finally graduate, so it must be an amazing step for you. And I have a question. Uh, you've been doing this for so long, like around five years, if I'm correct. Um, so you must this must you must have interviewed a lot of people. But who do you think was your one of your favorite people you've ever interviewed? Well, um, there were, there were so many like good interviews. They were just like really fun. Um, personal favorites include uh, the cast of Arrow because that was a uh, a DC show and I love DC comics. So that was very, um, so that was something that was like really personal to me. Um, oh, wow. I also had a, yeah, I also had a really fun time interviewing John Cena. Um, <laughs> he, he, he was very, it was very chill. He was very nice. That was a great time. Also, uh, Marlene Sharp, who, um, used to work at Sega and I am a massive Sonic fan, so I got to experience that. Um. <laughs> Those sound so much fun, and um, that must have been really fun for you. And just, again, congratulations, and look forward to see what you do in the future. Thank you. 
All right. And lastly, I want to congratulate you. I mean, I have been looking up to you ever since I joined Kids First and I always admired all of your work, all of like the radio stuff you've done, all of the interviews and all of the reviews. I've just always looked up to you and I know that you will do great things in the future. So congratulations again. Oh, thank you. Uh, Let's take a break. I'm Catherine and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Family Vacation. Bye. Congratulations. Congratulations. Bye. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been congratulating Callista, and next up, Josephine will be interviewing Chloe Trikos about introducing Jodea. Hi, I'm Josephine reporting for Kids First, and today I have the honor of speaking with Miss Chloe Trikers, writer, producer, and stars in the new film Introducing Jodea, which launches in theatres Friday, June 4, 2021. Chloe is best known for her award-winning indie film, I Wish I Was Stephanie V, which opened the New York City International Film Festival in 2011. Her second movie, Next Door to the Valinskys, opened at Shanghai International Film Festival of 2011. Hi, Miss Trakers. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. You wrote the screenplay for Introducing Jodea. Plus, you play a role in in Jodea. Tell Mm -hmm. us your inspiration behind this film. Um, I I think a lot of it was inspired by um, being an actress in Hollywood and, and how hard it is. And, um, you know, it was like, I think the initial inspiration came one day when I was running an errand for a producer I was working for. And I was ma- making a script delivery at one of the top agencies. And I was driving around trying to find a parking spot. And I just kept thinking, you know, I was very stressed because I had to get the script there. And then suddenly the thought occurred to me, wow, what if a world famous director drove into the back of my car right now? Um, what would I do? It was just, yeah. And that was, yeah, that was the start of it. And then it, things just went from there. Oh, wow. That's amazing. If I was bumped into an, a world star movie director, that would be amazing. Oh yes, <laughs> I know. And then that's, and that's the fantasy. It's a kind of like every actress's dream. Yeah. You know, and that's, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. It seems that it could have been difficult for you playing a bad actress. How was it for you? It's very funny. You ask, um, you know, when we started rehearsals, um, John, the director, said to me, um, he said, you're, you're acting too well when I was supposed to be acting badly. And, um, and he said, you've got to really overdo it. 
And at first I thought, oh my gosh, no, this just feels so fake. But it was, you know, I got myself into the mindset, no, this is how Jodea thinks. This is how she thinks, thinks she thinks this is good acting. And so, um, so yeah, so it was just, you kind of just have to get into the character's mentality in that, you know, she's never really been taught to act well. She thinks this is how you act. And so, um, and so, yeah, so that, that's what it was like. It was, um, you kind of like, yep, once you get over the fact that it is over-exaggerated, um, once you're in the moment, you you know it's it, it's very doable. Yeah, I think it, it would for me. It would be hard playing a bad actress because <laughs> you're a good actress. So how can you play a bad actress? But you just have to get into the role, I guess. Yes, it's. I mean, for me, my main worry was doing the transformation from bad to good. I was worried. I wouldn't do that convincingly enough. And I could just imagine the critics saying, oh, she started off bad and she's still really bad. Um, so um, that was the that was the more of the challenge, the doing that transformation, how she slowly, slowly gets better. Um, Thank you. So what similarities or differences do you share with your character, Judea? Um, well, I think I'm very similar in that uh, we're both very determined, although she's way gutsier than me. I definitely would never walk into a leading agency and try and get an interview. Um, uh, she has an innocence to her, which I don't have. So, um, you know, and I think that's kind of what um, what makes her more likable is that she thinks if I just walk into this agency and they see me, they'll, they'll give me a chance. Um, so, and I'm not like that. Um, and then she also is very, um, I mean, also, I think we have a similarity in that when, uh, you know, it took me a while to learn the correct method of acting that works for me. And, um, and, and she, you know, and I think, and it was the same with Jodea, you know, it was just, she was, she, she's not a bad actress, as you see, she, you know, later on, um, she just had been taught wrong. And to an extent, that was me, I was taught um, from, uh, you know, I, I went to workshops where they taught me to use the emotional recall method. And, and when I used that method in earlier movies, my acting absolutely sucked because it didn't, I mean, I wasn't as bad as Jurea, but um, it was, you know, it just didn't work for me. It just, um, I, and I later worked out later that I'm actually a method actor. Um, but um, so there, there's that similarity too. Um, and then there's, yeah, so, but yeah, so there, there's those similarities, but as I say, she, you know, she is a much more innocent person than me, which, um, yeah, but whereas, you know, I'm, I'm a lot more cynical, a lot more wary, of about of how the industry operates thank you so much for sharing that with us so what did you take from life life that you put into the film uh well from my own experiences um oh i mean i think um you know just uh having been burned by agents being told the whole you're not pretty enough uh, i brought that into the film although of course in hollywood they never actually say you're not pretty enough they say you have the wrong look um, which is, but I kind of, you know, I had Grant's character, who's the obnoxious agent, basically saying every horrible thing he could have said, because it kind of made it funnier. Um, so there was that. There's also, um, you know, uh, you know, it just the, the whole working other jobs to um, why you really are supporting your dream. Um, that's, that's another thing we all do. Um, and just, you know, and just also just the things I've observed in, in the industry, just how it's very much about what sells, what looks good. Um, and, you know, and I have Grant say that, you know, um, you know, um, you know, uh, you, know we, you don't sell movies with good actors. You sell movies with actors who are commercial or some, something like that. I can't remember the exact line, but, but yeah, so it was, yeah. So the, a lot of the stuff that I've seen and experienced, I, I, I brought in there. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking with Callista about her graduation, Benjamin about Censor, about 12 Mighty Orphans with Ethan, and Rock Dog 2, Rock Around the Park. Right now we're continuing Josephine's interview with Chloe Tracos about introducing Jodea. Okay, thank you so much. Because in the industry, if somebody tells you that you're not pretty enough or you don't look a certain type of way, I think it brings the person down and yeah. it probably doesn't want, they don't want to do it anymore. But Judea was very determined. Even though Grant said that to her, she still knew that she could do it. So that was right. really... Yes, well, yeah, she has that inane belief in herself, which I think to get anywhere in this business, you have to have... And you have to, I mean, John, the director said to me, you know, at one point when, because we, we had a lot of the getting the film off the ground was, was not easy. And, um, but we did it. And, um, but, you know, John said, you know, you know, this industry is kind of like Darwinism. It's survival of the fittest. 
And it's like, you know, it's um, if you if you're going to be crushed when someone tells you you're not pretty or, or you can't act or you can either be completely crushed and go, you know, that's it. I, this isn't for me. Or you can go, well, to hell with it. I'm going to show him and I'm going to be good. Um, you know, so it's a uh, it's you know, it's just whichever, you know, it's it's, it's whichever way you go. And, and, and people get told that all the time. It's like it's a very, very cutthroat industry and it's very, um, you know, um, you know, you, you hardly ever get accepted. You go to audition after audition and, and it can be very, very, you know, very demoralizing. It can be hard. So I got the feeling that Harold, Harold secretly liked Jodeo. Why doesn't Jodeo end up with Harold? Oh, I knew knew there'd be people who'd say that because yeah, Harold is the awesome good guy. Um, Yes. He, um, uh, you know, Harold is, um, I, you know, it, it's kind of, I don't know. I mean, I guess I wanted the, the romance to be between Jack, Zach and Jodea. They were, I wanted that to be where the chemistry is. Harold is technically the friend. Um, and he's just, I mean, I guess he's comic. He's kind of like the sort of comic relief character. Um, but yeah, you know, um, especially Ryan, who played him with such sympathy. Um, and also, you know, it, it, you know, Ryan's a very, very good looking guy. I mean, in the initial I mean, Harold wasn't meant to be good looking. That's the thing. Um, and, you know, and, um, and also uh, Ryan is, you know, Ryan played him with such sympathy. I, you know, I said to him actually, when we were shooting the scenes, I said, they're going to be a lot of people who are going to want Jodeo to end up with you. Um, Cause yeah. And often sometimes when I watch it, I think, yeah, she should end up with him. He's a good guy. But um, you know, it's kind of like, I think to an extent uh, she and Zach are probably more similar than she and Harold are. Um, and I think um, Harold kind of would need someone who's, who, you know, I think, well, he's a good French jury. I think he would technically drive her crazy a lot of the time. Um, but uh, whereas, you know, I think she and Zach have that, they have the shared interest, the, the, the shared passion and stuff, which, I, and, and I think that, you know, they, they work well together. Yeah. Thank you so much. So yeah. in the film, Jodea has a very difficult, bad audition and it's called a bad actress what advice would you give someone in a similar situation um with that who they have a bad i would say look you know it's all a numbers game and just you know just because one audition you've kind of got to look at i mean i'm not a mathematician but i have um you know um one of one of the one of the jobs i've done while working as an actor was um as a telemarketer and the, the boss I had was an amazing guy. He's still a very good friend of mine. But he always would say to me, he'd say to me, it's all a numbers game. You've got to keep at it and keep at it and you're going to eventually make a sale. And that's kind of what I, I say to people, to actors, you know, you've got to just keep at it and keep at it and eventually you're going to get something. But you have to also, um, you know, be prepared to look and say, well, what did I do wrong? Um, where did I go wrong there? Okay, well, maybe next time I should, you know, take a little longer to prepare or maybe next time I should coach with a have an acting coach to prepare me or, you know, that that's just kind of how you have to look at it. Um, and yeah, and you kind of, you can't, I mean, that that's one bit of advice I'd give. The other bit of advice is don't go in there thinking you're going to get the part because you're going to get disappointed because the odds are you're not. Um, you have to just go in there not, not expecting to get it. Then if you do get it, it's great. But just always, you know, keep your options open and just, you know, just keep your options open and go for as much, as many auditions as you can. Thank you so much. Introducing Jodea is such a wonderful film. So thank you so much, Miss Chloe Trikos, for talking to me today. And Introducing Jodea releases in theatres Friday, June 4th, 2021. I'm Josephine reporting for Kids First. Remember to like and subscribe to our channel so you never miss any of our latest reviews and interviews. Bye. Let's take a break. I'm Catherine and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Family Vacation. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. 
For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking about introducing Jodea. Next up, we will be reviewing Censor with Benjamin. Hello! Hi! <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good. All right. So what is this film about? Sure. It's about, all right. So let me think about how to explain this. So there apparently, I had no idea about this before watching the movie. There was a movement in Britain in the 1980s to have like film censors. So you think about, you know, we have, we have ratings on like everything, every single movie that comes in a theater gets a rating. PG, G, PG 13 R. This was like that to but, but to a much greater extreme where you had people whose job it was to cut violence that was deemed too explicit or inappropriate. And our main character is one of these censors. Uh, and you find out that when she was a child, her sister was killed uh, or went missing and is now assumed dead. Finally, after all the years, you know, her parents are giving up, which only, which t- prompts her to go even deeper. And one day, one of the movies she watches has a scene that is eerily similar to what happened uh, to her and her sister. And then she goes digging for answers. Wow. Okay. This sounds like such like a, like a spooky, like mind, like mind boggling movie. So it sounds really interesting. And so it's like, it's like a horror thrill movie. Mm. Uh, do you think, yeah, do you think that people who get frightened easily could watch this or um I think so. It's more just it's like steady unease. There's no it's not really a jump scare type thing where, you know, they're panning around like a hallway and something jumps out and gets you. It's, it's just uh uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for like 80 minutes. <laughs> and okay. then like explodes at the end. So <laughs> Very cool. So this movie was set in the 80s. So did the costumes and sets reflect this very well or? Sure. A lot. I mean, it's not super. It ends up. That's a good question. It ends up not being like the 80s detail ends up not being really important to the. To the story the movie's telling outside of, you know, these they're called video nasties, these the subject of the story, but talking about costumes and like the details of that period and how they're integrated into the movie. Uh, not a ton. Um, and there's not even really like music that's incorporated into it. It's really just this, uh, you know, setting the table for this story about this woman looking for a sister that you happen to get through these film censors and that kind of, I guess, movement. Okay, that it sounds like a really interesting movie that I'll definitely have to think about sure. watching. But uh, you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today we're talking about Callista's graduation, introducing Jodea, and Rock Dog 2, Rock Around the Park, as well as 12 Mighty Orphans. But right now we are continuing our review with Benjamin about Censor. And so... I noticed that like the trailers, they use a lot of like the VHS players uh, were very like, that's what, you know, the TVs were basically. And so did this add to like the eeriness of the movie? 
Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, yeah. And not for me, though. I don't know. Can I vamp for a second? Yeah. <laughs> I love VHSs, frankly. I remember, so when I go, I go to my grandma's basically every summer, save for last one, you know, global pandemic or pandemic, it happened. So, uh, but like, uh, oh, where am I going with this? Um, VHSs. And I was deeply hurt. My, apparently my grandma... And I gave her the go ahead on this, but still, she gave away, like, I used to have a Lion King VHS. I watched that, like, every day from ages three to five. So VHSs don't necessarily make me uncomfortable. And I think I answered your question. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so what was the acting like? Because I know in, like, a kind of a Mm. thriller horror movie, I mean, it has to be spot on for it to be believable. The lead actress is really great. I thought, um, let me look up her name. Sorry, quick. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not going to say anything, so you can cut this part out. I hope I'm pronouncing this right. Neam Alger, who's an Irish actress who plays Enid, who is the lead character of the movie, she is really good in it. It's a very kind of dialed-in performance, but then uh, at the end of the movie, I mean, I don't know. I can't give it away, but she has to sort of – she takes you on a journey. Um, and through like this own person's inner trauma and uh, yeah, she's definitely kind of like a proxy. Like you see a lot of the story through her and go a lot into her head. All right. So what was the message of this movie? Um, <sighs> uh, it's not really a fable. I guess it's more of a metaphor. Yeah. It's not like I guess just don't just kind of like for don't watch like creepy VHS murder movies. <laughs> um and you know, learn to come to terms with the people you lose in your life. And but like it's clearly I don't know if I can talk about this accurately or talk about it without sounding uh self important, but it's clear, there's clearly a metaphor in there between like how we process the movies we watch and like how when she sees this VHS, it awakens this like past tragedy in her and sort of just entirely changes who she is. All right. And so what age range and star rating do you give it? Um, age rating is difficult. I didn't actually review this one because... It gets a lot of the violence you don't see, but it gets very violent at the end. So it's probably like a 17 to 18. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, I'm just going off what I saw on the agenda, Catherine. That's why I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so thank you very much, Benjamin. Thank you, Catherine. <laughs> Let's take a break. I'm Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Family Vacation. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. To become a Kids First film critic, visit our website to find out when the next audition takes place. We hold auditions throughout the year and are always looking for kids ages 8 to 18 that love movies, love talking about movies, and love the chance to meet the talent that works on movies. We invite kids who live in or near any major city in the U.S., Canada, or the U.K. This summer, join us at our Kids First Film Critic Boot Camp at Temple University, where you can learn how to critique films, how to interview celebrities, and how to set up a home studio for next to nothing. For more info, visit www.kidsfirst.org. Think you have what it takes to become a Kids First film critic? Register to audition and give yourself a chance to join the entertainment business as a young entertainment reporter. Hurry! Our auditions take place the first Saturday of the month via Skype. Help us help other kids make smart decisions about the movies they choose. At Kids First, we believe that smart kids make smart consumers. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. are tuned into Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Shh! Turn your phone off. Another film review or celebrity interview is coming up. Hey, welcome back. I'm your host, Catherine, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. We've been talking with Benjamin about Censor. Next up, we will be reviewing 12 Mighty Orphans. Okay, so, hello, Ethan. Hi. Hi, so what is this film about? So, 12 Mighty Orphans is about 150 children at an orphanage in Texas around the 1940s. And this was based off a real, like, an actual uh, event. So, it starts off where a football coach and teacher, his name is Rusty Russell, played by Luke Wilson, who is an orphan himself. He decided to recruit 12 teenager orphans to play football as something fun to do with them. These young boys went out with no shoes, not knowing how to play anything and not even knowing how to play real football or have seen it, and then turned out to winning the Texas State Championship. And it's basically he's just showing them how to have fun while being an orphan and showing them that being an orphan is not so bad. All right. So, and you said that this is kind of like it's based off of a true story. Um, Have you heard, like, about the true story um, before this movie? I didn't hear it before, but after the movie, it showed uh, the character from the movie next to a side-by picture of the person, like, in real life. And um, most of everything you saw in the movie was a true story, so it was really heartwarming to see that. Yeah, well, I always love movies, like, uh, when they're historical, and then I look up all of the real people after, and I make a comparison between the actors, (laughs) because I feel like it's always really cool to see, like, whoa, that's really cool, you know, that they... Look really similar. Uh, and so, yeah. And so this is kind of, it's, it's, it's a historical thing. It was based in, uh, or in the 1940s, as you said, right? Yeah. So what were like the costumes and sets? Like, did they, you know, reflect the times? Were they accurate? Yeah, they all had like, kind of like that, um, that Southern accent, you know, when back then kind of like cowboys, but not really. Um, yeah. They had some short shorts. And it, it kind of most likely looked, there was, like, barely much there. And they were also treated, like, back then. Like, back then, you were allowed to smack the kids. So that was, other like, another conflict with the kids. That's why they weren't having such fun. Because the teacher or basically the person who would just hit them for no reason. And they thought it was unfair. So it was it was kind of like he was changing them. Yeah. And so what was the acting like and who had the strongest performances? Um, I think they all did really good, but um, as I said, Luke Willison, he did such a phenomenal job about being the coach. It was it was almost believable, and if you look at the side-by-side pictures, they look alike, too, so <laughs> he was the perfect role for this. Yeah, Luke Wilson is a great actor, and I mean, I've seen him in a lot of stuff, and I'm like, oh, I'd like to, I'd like to see you in more stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and so what is the message? Um... I think the message is no matter like no matter who you are or where you came from, as long as you do things with love and passion, you can go on through life because they they were orphans and they didn't have hope in themselves. But after their coach showed them they could, they started to believe in more. And it it was really heartwarming to see this. And this is a phenomenal movie. So I really love this. (laughs) Yeah. And so what Adrian Jen star rating would you give it? Um, I'd give it ages 13 to 18 uh, plus adults because there's some graphic stuff like hitting. <laughs> yeah. And I definitely give it five out of five stars. This is possibly the best movie I have ever seen and you should go watch it. <laughs> wow. Well, I guess I will be watching it because, you know, we are a sports family. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Ethan. Thank you for having me. All right. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. Today, we're talking about the newly graduated Callista, introducing Jodea and Sensor with Benjamin. And right now, we're switching over to Ethan's interview of Rock Dog 2, Rock Around the Park. 
Hi, this is Ethan Person and Khaleesi Person from the Sunshine State of Florida reporting for Kids First. And today we have the pleasure to interview Ashley Ball, the voice of Dharma, from the Lionsgate movie Rock Dogs 2, Rock Around the Park. Hey, Ashley, how are you doing today? I'm good, Ethan. How are you? I'm good. So um, how did you first get into voice acting? Oh, boy. Um, well, I, I went to performing arts school and uh, majored in musical theater. And I, um, I got picked up by an agent. I did a showcase after um, graduating, and uh, I was lucky enough to have a, uh, an agent approach me and tell me that he thought I would be really good at voice acting, which I never really even considered before. So, yeah, I, I kind of got thrown into auditioning, and I had a little bit of, like, on-the-mic training just from singing, growing up singing. So... Uh, yeah, I just sort of found my way um, in the business and just slowly started, you know, building up a resume. So, yeah, it sounds like a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a it's a pretty tough job, but someone's got to do it, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did you get casted for this part in this movie? Well, this one was was tricky. Um, it was because Rock Dog One or the first Rock Dog had had already been made, and um, so there were auditions that were held and we had to match voice match the character. Cause I, the original uh, woman who played uh, Bodhi or sorry, Bodhi Dharma was uh, um, none of the original cast. I don't think were um, were carried over to this, this new uh, rock dog. So yeah, we all had to kind of do our best to, to match the voices of the characters. And so I, I I just auditioned and um, I did my best. I did my best darn Dharma impression. <laughs> well, as long as you're doing best, it's all fine. <laughs> yeah. So, um, what was your favorite part about voicing her? Oh boy! I mean, I think my favorite part was just being in the studio with other actors because it's been so long since that has happened. Um, obviously, with the the old global pandemic, um, yeah, there's been a lot of kind of safety measures taken. So I haven't been able to record in, or no one's really been recording in the studio with other actors since, you know, a year and a half ago. So I think just being in the studio, very close quarters to all the other all the other actors. Um, yeah, just, I think just her, uh, her, uh, intuition just her 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 natural sort of way of of being this cool fox who plays the bass she plays the bass how cool is that um, so I think just yeah kind of trying to set into into her voice that way and um yeah just being in the scene with other actors was really helpful a lot of uh, scenes I do these days are alone in the studio just you know me and the whoever is on zoom so yeah it, it was really and nice to have that energy like you were saying with COVID, I just wanted to know, like, what, how was it working in these conditions? Um, it was, well, we did, we recorded this before, uh, before COVID was even a thing. So, I mean, yeah, I look back now and I'm just, I'm so grateful that we all got to be in the studio together and recording in real time because I just, yeah, I don't know how it would have turned out if we weren't, if we weren't all together. Um, yeah, we, we, we recorded, it must've been like probably, uh, yeah, a, a half a year, a couple months at least before, before the world changed as we, yeah. as we know it. So yeah, we didn't have any, any of the protocols that are set up now for recording. Oh. They didn't exist. So we, yeah, we were just <laughs> in the studio sharing laughs, you know, <laughs> sweating on each other, hugging oh. each other. <laughs> Can you see me? <laughs> I um, gave her a treat. <laughs> So um, what do you want the audience to take away from this film? Oh, I think, I mean, the message of the, the film is really about staying true to yourself. And uh, yeah, especially just being, I, I know f firsthand from being in the music industry, it's really, it's really tricky and it's really hard um, to stay on a path that you really feel connected to and, and not be kind of, you know, uh, easily swayed by other opinions so yeah. I think that that I 
that message really is is sort of at the base of everything but also just music and how important music is to connect people and yeah. that yeah the the energy that you can that true blue energy you can really feel um in uh in a, at a live music um concert or yeah and anytime just when you're with people listening to music that that you love so I'd love yeah to music is oh sorry <laughs> Mm, okay. uh, music is definitely something that everybody loves. So I love those type of movies that have the music in it. Kind of like those, it's just all about music. I really love those type of movies. <laughs> me too, me too. So do you think there'd be a C or an, um, a movie three for this film? I hope so. I mean, I think <laughs> that there's always uh, new adventures that these characters can go on. So I mean, I'm crossing my fingers, but. Yeah, everybody crossed their fingers. <laughs> so um, thank you so much for having me today. Oh, thanks for having me. I love your um, your leopard print sheets or whatever. Oh, not thank you. <laughs> Very cool. That was Ashley Ball from the movie Rock Dogs 2 Rock Around the Park, which comes out on digital on June 11th and on Blu-ray and DVD on June 15th from Lionsgate. So grab your dogs and your popcorn to enjoy this awesome movie. Don't forget to subscribe to our Kids First channel so you don't miss any of our interviews or film reviews. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. To watch our latest reviews of the latest films, DVDs, TV shows, music, and apps, and to learn how you can join our Kids First film critics team, go to www.kidsfirst.org. Be sure to check out our YouTube channel and look out for our reviews on Press for Kids, KidsWorlds.com, and KidsVille News. This show is produced by the Coalition for Quality Children's Media for Voice America and iHeartRadio. Today's show is sponsored by Llama Llama Family Vacation. I'm Catherine reporting for Kids First. See you later. Bye. you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Now, you know more which movies, TV shows, or digital media to look for, or learned about the talent that worked on or off camera on them, and can make informed decisions about what to watch. Be sure to subscribe to our channel so you don't miss an episode, and tune in again next week.